Hey friends, this is Allison and Becky, and you're listening to Two American Peas in a Mexican Podcast. Woohoo! Hey everyone, once again, we're so excited about this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you, public, has Becky ever been anything <laughs> less than super excited about every podcast we've ever done? Hey, it's a fun life I live. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> um, okay, so we're here in our recording studio with Linda Simon Salas. And she's been mentioned in several of our episodes. Um, Linda lives in like the middle of Mexico in the state of Nayarit and lives this incredible life. She's married to um, a Mexican from that area and moved down there to live with him, obviously, um, and we get to talk to her about her life, about why she's what she's doing down there, about what she's learned about God in her time down there, and it's going to be really good. And we also want to do one little commercial for our podcast because we need you to help us with something. We need you to leave um, reviews and we need you to leave ratings. I think, I know on Apple Podcasts you can do reviews and ratings and I believe on Spotify you can do ratings now, maybe reviews. Anyway, something with the algorithm, people can find our podcast way easier if there are more reviews and more ratings. So if you have just a couple minutes to go and leave a review for us, that would be a huge help, um, and it will also help to get our podcast out into the podcast world so more people can find us. We're hoping missionaries, um, people who love God all over the world, we want them to find us, and you can help us with that. So anyway, that's our little commercial, and enjoy today's episode. Yeah, so we're excited today that we get to be with Linda. Welcome, Linda, up from Nayarit. Thank you. It's so fun to be here. <laughs> yeah. North of Mexico. Yes. Linda's on her way from Nayarit to go up to be with her mom in California for a couple of weeks with her kids. So we snagged her and we are going to interview her today. But we're going to start out with a couple stories from our past with Linda. So Becky, tell yours first. Okay, so mine go way back because Linda and I go way back. Yes, we yeah. do. Yeah, like Linda, Linda's mom, Linda's a couple years older than I am, and Linda's mom took her to visit me in the hospital when I was Aww. born. born. So, I mean, that's how way back we go. <laughs> um, anyway, so some of my favorite stories about Linda growing up happened in Mexico and at Agua Viva, and there was one, well, first of all, I just have to say, Linda would go down, we'll, we'll tell you more about, Linda will tell you more about this later, but Linda would come down on the mission trips with my parents, and um, her mom always had to pack food for Linda, because there were two things, <laughs> only two things that she would eat. One of them was chicken noodle soup, and one the other one was grilled cheese sandwiches with no butter on the bread. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong about this, but and. When my mom t tells the story, you, she you would have to stand there and watch her make the grilled cheese. Supervision is necessary. Because sometimes. you had to make sure that she didn't put butter on your bread. Why ruin a good thing, Becky? 
All right. Anyway, it's just kind of ironic to me that Linda now lives in Mexico and eats all the yummy food down here. Because when she was young, and I mean, she was, you were what, like 11, 12? 11, 12. So pretty young. But it was grilled cheese sandwiches with no butter and chicken noodle soup. And my other favorite memory. Yeah. My other favorite memory memory about Linda in at Agua Viva was so there was one year when we on our mission trip it was in the summertime and I had been swimming all summer in in pools and my hair had was pretty much green I mean it was <laughs> from the chlorine you know how a blonde hair turns green it was gross and some of the little kids at VBS noticed my green hair and were you know. <laughs> you would laugh at a person with green hair right and so I begged my mom to just cut it off one evening at Agua Viva and so she did and then Linda saw me with my new short non-green hair and grabbed my hand and dragged me all over Agua Viva and was yelling Becky got a haircut I mean like in the into the kitchen into other people's cabins like all you had a beautiful haircut. What are friends for? You were probably just so excited that it wasn't green anymore. <laughs> anyway, Linda is like the big sister that I never had, and I'm so happy that she's here today. Well, I've got a story about Linda, too, and it, it actually is really a rotten story about myself, but um, shows some of Linda's character, so I'm going to go ahead and tell it. So... Linda at one point decided that she wanted to come on summer staff and she made all the arrangements and <laughs> she she's telling me right now that she made more arrangements than I actually remembered <laughs> the day that I went to pick her up. But I did know that I was supposed to pick her up because she was coming in on a train and I was supposed to pick her up at the train station at a certain time. But knowing that and doing that for me are way different things. And that particular day, I got it in my brain that it would be a really fun day for me to take up a couple of extra kids to the States on my run. So I had my two kids and two other kids. And I remember for a good time, we went to Walmart and went up and down the toy section. That's what we were doing, Linda. That was your important thing. That was such an important thing. And so then I looked at my watch in a classic Allison way and went, oh, we're late. Everyone run for the car. So we ran for the car and we went driving down like a maniac to the train station. And I, I sent four little kids into a, into a train station by themselves to go try to find the one lonely girl that was just standing by herself and they came running back and they said there is no one like that everybody's with someone else and I go no she's in there she's in there she's all by herself run in there and tell her I'm trying to come get to her but I can't find a parking space and so they went running back in they came running back out and they said no she's not there there's no one there that's by themselves and I I was like oh my gosh so then I ran drove somewhere that I could actually park which is not easy in downtown San Diego I'm telling you and then went, went, all five of us went running for the train station <laughs> running 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 in the train station and I was running in the door and yelling Linda 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 I'm so sorry I'm late I'm so sorry I'm late and tell and I was sitting there with my mom because I had sent Allison an email saying, Allison, my mom will be accompanying me on the train. 
and here comes Allison running, dragging his poor children. <laughs> and I was so embarrassed because it wasn't just her that I was late for. It was her mom. And oh, my gosh. But anyway, I'm telling that story because... Linda went ahead and came down to, <laughs> <laughs> to to work at Agua Viva with us, and her mother went ahead and left her. <laughs> so I, I think that shows a little bit about their tenacity and their courage to um, just <laughs> go with the flow. <laughs> Thank you, Linda. I'm so glad you did. <laughs> love you, Alison. Oh, I love stories like that. Um, okay, so Linda, will you tell us just really briefly, how did you, because you were born and raised in California, so how did a girl coming from Central California end up in the middle of Mexico, kind of in the middle of nowhere like in Mexico. In the middle of nowhere, Mexico. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty much where it is. So tell us, yes. how how did you get from point A to point B? Wow. How it, how did I get where I'm at? Um, briefly, it was actually with Becky's parents, who were the leaders of, of the group. I came down on short-term mission trips with our church every year. Um, and through that, my love for Mexico grew. Um, every year I remember Becky's parents would be like, oh, I remember a couple years there. They said, there won't be a mission trip this year. And I said, what? There's not going to be a mission trip to Mexico this year. Wait, let's go. We have to go. And um, convinced people that they wanted to go with me so that there would be a trip. And we would come down every year and... I came on seven, eight. I kind of lost count how many mission trips, short-term mission trips we came down on. Um, and then through that, um, I felt the Lord leading me to, to come down for a little bit longer time. And that's when I came and met Allison at the train station <laughs> and was on summer staff. Um, and I did summer staff for the first year. Now, looking back on it, I can say that first year was kind of when I experienced all the highs of missions. <clears throat> it was great. Everything was great. Um, then when I went back home, I felt the Lord calling me to do it again. And so I came down on a second summer. And that second summer, I kind of experienced the lows of of missions and I didn't want to see a tortilla I didn't want to see beans <laughs> I and didn't want to hear another word in Spanish um, kind of experienced the lows um, and then after that summer I went back and it was between my junior and senior year in college and that senior year of college I actually fought with the Lord um, and I felt him calling me to come down to Mexico on a full-time basis. And I pulled out my list of excuses, my long, I can't do it, Lord, because I don't speak Spanish. I can't do it because my family's not there. I can't do it because, 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 because. And I had a huge list. And so I fought with the Lord, honestly, for about a year. And 
the end, I said, okay, Lord, I'll do what you want me to do, but for a year. I kind of, I put a time limit on it. Then I came down to Agua Viva on, uh, for a year. I made a year commitment to come down and be a full-time staff at Agua Viva, where I served as the programming director. And, um, <clears throat> and then during the end of that year, I remember Brent calling me into his office and saying, your year's coming up. What are you going to do? And I remember that conversation because I said, I, I haven't felt the Lord call me somewhere else. So I guess I'll be here until he calls me somewhere else. And so I served at Agua Viva for a little over six years on full-time staff. Um, but while I was there, I kept telling Brent, Brent, I'm not going to be here. I feel like I'm not going to be here forever. I feel like I'm not going to be here forever, Brent. You should find somebody to take over my position because I don't want to leave a hole. I love Agua Viva. I love the ministry. I love what God's doing. And I don't want to leave a hole here. So look for somebody. And I remember sometimes telling Allison, Allison, Brent doesn't want to listen to me. <laughs> Allison, tell Brent that he needs to listen to me because I feel like God's doing something. I don't know what, but um, tell Brent to listen to me. And, and finally he found someone to take over my position, but I didn't know where I would be. And so I stayed at Agua Viva working and, and helping in other areas until, um, my relationship with a certain man, Andres Salas from the middle of nowhere, Mexico, <laughs> which is Arayan Nayarit started changing we were friends um from the first time the first year i was on uh, full-time staff i went on the staff mission trip to southern mexico and several times went to visit um the the church in arayan and i remember allison um when i was there i came back from the missions trip down south and the first time I came back, you invited me over for for tea, and we talked, and and you said, Linda, I'm really surprised that that you're not complaining as much about Southern Mexico. I thought you would be need more counseling or need <laughs> you know help or something, um, and and I. I just fell more in love with Mexico on those trips. And I, I tell my husband, I, I fell in love with Arayan before I fell in love with you. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then, so during the last years at Agua Viva, my relationship with Andres went from friendship to dating. Um, and now... I live in, in Arrayan, Nayarit, in the mountains, in the middle of nowhere. It's a very rural area, um, and that's where we live now. How, how long have you been um, married to Andres and living in Arrayan? I've actually lived in Arrayan and been, been married to Andres for 13 years now. Wow, and you guys have four beautiful kids. Thank you. Four blessings. 
tell us about them and their names and ages and my oldest is Katie and she's 11 and then is JD and JD is 9 and then I have Allison Tokaya <laughs> and she is 7 and then our youngest is Junior, and he is five. He would like, he always says almost six, because we're about a week away from his birthday. <laughs> That's a big deal. Yeah, it is. Um, okay, so Linda, tell us, life in Arayan is not the same as life no. in anywhere in the United States, I would imagine, maybe a few places. Um, and it's also not like life here in Ensenada. Tell no. us a little bit about your life in Arrayan. Life in Arrayan. Life in Arrayan is making tortillas three meals a day. Corn um, tortillas, right? Corn tortillas. Yes. Though I do tell my husband, I told him before or the, the beginning of our marriage I said, corn tortillas your mom makes, corn tortillas your daughters will make, maseca tortillas your <laughs> wife will make, <laughs> because that's cheating <laughs> where I live. Why? But because what is, what is it to, what is the process to make corn tortillas? The process to make corn tortillas is you have to cook them in, and make nistamal, and then to make then you need to grind in a molino the corn after you washed it. Um, and then you need to grind it again on the metate. And then you take the masa and you put it in the tortilla press and make the tortillas. Oh, my goodness. And maseca tortillas, how do you do them? <laughs> maseca is a lot easier. <laughs> Um, and there are still days when I tell my husband he should have asked me to make hamburgers than tortillas <laughs> because my 11 year old now makes better tortillas than I do, <laughs> which I'm OK with that. Um, but making maseca tortillas is the pre-made, pre-ground in a bag um, corn flour you pour into a bowl with a little bit of flour and you pour water in and you mix it together and then you put it in the tortilla press and make the tortillas. Okay, so it's much faster. It's much faster. Gotcha. Yes. Gosh, those maseca tortillas sound like my kind of tortillas. <laughs> <laughs> I've tasted them after Linda has made them and they are very excellent. She, I would, she does a good you. job. I would imagine, yeah. Um, okay, so let's back up just a little bit more. I should have asked this question first. First, tell us, before you keep telling us about life in Arrayan, tell it, where is Arrayan located? Like, I mean, how how far or, or how close are you to the nearest town where you can, you know, do right. grocery shopping and stuff like that? The nearest town for us is at Caponeta, Nayeri, and, um, or Wahikori, Nayeri. And from there, we are about three hours drive. It's actually, we've clocked it on the car. It's actually only about 40, kilo, 40 miles, but it takes about three and a half hours because you have to go on a crazy, windy, dirt, mountain road. 
um, drive through the river in the non-rainy seasons. And during the rainy season, you have to take the long road, which is about five hours if everything goes right when cars don't break down or you don't get a flat tire or anything. And that changes during the rainy season because the river gets too high to cross, right? Right. Okay. We can't drive through the river during the rainy season because we get all the rain from hurricanes. And so actually, interesting fact where we live, people don't refer to four different seasons in a year. There's Las Aguas, which is the waters, and there's Las Secas, which (laughs) is the dry time. Uh And Mm. so it's kind of two seasons a year. Mm. (laughs) Um and and life is different it's it's mud and rain um during the aguas and it's dry and dust during las secas Hmm. um and it's an agricultural area where we live my husband's a farmer um and um ganadero cattleman what things does he grow what crops does he grow Typically in the area, the main crop is what you need for the year for your food. So, um, maize y frijoles, your corn for your tortillas and, and your beans. Um, in the last couple years, they've started, um, and what my husband does because his wife doesn't make corn tortillas. She makes maseca <laughs> tortillas, um, is is grinding corn and the corn stalks for the cattle and so he he does a lot more of that um and then um growing our beans for the year um growing calabazas whatever you need you want to eat um for the year and then also jamaica or hibiscus i believe is how you say it in english yes that's right um that's a a new crop in the area. And Jamaica is, um, well, it's the hibiscus flower. And it's very common here in Mexico to use that to make a tea. And so right. you can either drink it warm or cold. And it's, it's a, I think, more cold than warm, right? Yes. Yeah. At least in our area. Yeah. yeah. And so anyway, it's a very, it's a common drink down here. And that's what, would they do anything else with the Jamaica or would they use it to just make that? It's typically just to make that that drink. Um, I have heard of it in other areas further south. They they use the after you make the drink, they reuse the flowers and put it in different meals, um, but not in the area where we're living. So if you live three and a half hours from the nearest place you can shop, how do you do that? How often do you go? We go maybe about once a month. Um, is what we try to do um, and we go down the mountain and and I shop at a regular grocery store like I'm shopping at Costco <laughs> because we don't have Costco where we live um, I would love Costco if you would like to put a store down there <laughs> I will be your best customer um, and so we go down once a month sometimes up to two times or every two months sorry Thinking in Spanish and not in English. <laughs> yeah, because you speak Spanish all the time, don't you? I do. I yeah. speak Spanish all the time. Um, yeah. That's our, the language. I'm the only one up there that speaks English. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
So you go once a month or once every two months. Right. And what kind of things can you get? What do you, how do you make it work for a month or two months? I buy, um, you know, what I can, <laughs> what you know, where the much as the money go, long as the far as the money goes, I guess is how you say it in English. Um, a lot of, I kind of stock up on, on things that won't spoil, get a little bit of fresh um, fruit, fresh um meat that i don't have to kill the chicken or <laughs> the cow or the pig to to eat um that i take up and as long as the ice and the ice chest or when we have electricity because we're starting to get electricity up there um you know I, I can put in the fridge and make a quick meal um yeah when you guys i love listening to your podcast up there and when i Come down the mountain, I download it on my phone or, um, <laughs> yeah, we, when you had the podcast about the, the quick tip recipes, I was like, I would love to not have to kill the chicken to make the quick, <laughs> the quick meal. Yeah. Put a yeah. little perspective on our recipes, huh? Yeah, really. Right. Um, and so, so do you kill chickens yourself? I've learned to. Whoa. I used to pay the women in the community a little bit more so that they would give me the chicken already ready to put in the pot, you know, to make the soup or whatever. Um, but I've learned to kill and defeather. I, is that how you say it? I don't know. Pluck. Pluck. There you go. Yeah. Um, I've learned how to do it. <gasps> wow. Wow, you have all my admiration. What yeah. else? What else do we take for granted? Washing machines. Oh, my goodness. Can I just tell you that that's one of the things that I'm looking forward to on my vacation is to be able to use a washing machine. Aww. So how do you... Okay, for, for those of us who have used washing machines our whole life, how do you wash clothes? What do you do? My hand. Tell us how. What does that look like? So you get the clothes wet. Usually I, I fill up five-gallon buckets of with clothes. And um, with four kids, you can imagine. Um, <laughs> it's, pretty much, it's pretty much if everybody changes their clothes when, once a day, it's a bucket full of clothes. Um, so when you get behind on laundry, I before coming, I did four bucketfuls of laundry. Um, but you feel, you know, you get your clothes wet and then you put soap on it and you scrub it with a brush, uh, on a washboard. Um, and then you rinse the soap out and then you put it on the clothesline. And I found the greatest thing though with four kids is I now, when I'm washing clothes by hand, as I'm laying it out on the table, it's a kind of, um, Drain the water. Drain the water a little bit while I continue washing. Um, I sort it by person. And oh. so then when I put it on the clothesline, I put it up by the person. And then because my kids are older now, I can just say, go and get your clothes off of the clothesline and put it in your little basket where your clothes should be, your clean clothes should be. And that's one less thing that mom has to do. Yay! Yay. Yes. I'm proud of you. 
Yeah, I know that you you've lived a lot of difficult things up there, and I was wondering if you'd be willing to tell us some of the really tough stuff. The really tough stuff. Um, there, there are groups we live pretty much where where three states in southern Mexico join. And so um, there are groups in the area, which um, I don't want to say the names, but I think you, you'll you get the idea of what groups I'm talking about. Um, they they fight for, for authority in the area so that they can encourage people to do illegal things in the area. Um, and those groups are... It's getting more and more difficult because they're they're not as afraid anymore and don't do things as secretly mm. anymore. And so it's not something out of the ordinary anymore to see those people um, inviting you to join in their activities. And um, so that's one of the really hard things. <laughs> where where we live because it's so remote which is something beautiful about the area but something that invites things that are not so beautiful so one of the things that i has always been really interesting to me about where you live is the different culture the culture there is very different even from the culture here in ensenada what are some of the biggest differences in the culture either culture in in Arrayan and Ensenada or culture in Arrayan in the States? What what are like the three or four biggest differences that you've seen? The first thing that I I can think of is the roles of male men and women. Um, the role for the women is in the kitchen and with children. Mm-hmm. And uh, the role for the men is, you know, working and the, and it's a very defined, um, very defined roles. Uh, Are people allowed to like break those roles? I mean, how, what is it? How is it seen if a woman wants to, I don't know, get a job? Get a job. It it. I mean, you you see it because I mean, there are women, our teachers. Um, but there's, I guess there's certain jobs that are accepted for mm-hmm. women to have, mm-hmm. but it's, it would be better if they stay at home. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you an example of that. For example, when I was getting ready to come, preparing for my trip, my vacation, I was talking with my husband and um, a man from our church and uh, he was talking about he was so worried for my husband because during the month that I'm going to be gone, my husband's not going to have anyone to make food for him. <laughs> and he's going to have to do everything by himself. And what is he going to do? And he was, I felt like this man was going to cry for my husband because he was so <laughs> sad for him. Oh, goodness. And, and I said, you know, I know it's going to be hard for my husband, but it, 
It's also going to be hard for me because I'm going to be traveling and I'm going to have to take care of my four kids and I'm going to be preaching and I'm going to be um, on the podcast and I'm going to be doing these different things and I have to organize and figure out. And he just kind of overlooked my comment because I'm a woman and I'm supposed to take care of the kids and that's kind of normal. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So he was really worried about my husband and <laughs> not so worried, not about, so worried, worried about, about you. Me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. What else? What other cultural differences have you experienced? Okay, and another cultural difference that I can think about is family involvement. It's group activities, it kind of feels like. <laughs> um, family is involved in everything and opinionated about everything. And, and you live, like, basically right next to your in-laws and yeah I live maybe 20 meters 30 meters maybe not good at distances but um right next door to my in-laws and actually the first six months that I lived there I lived with my in-laws and I love them but I love them a lot more now that I live a little bit further away. <laughs> um, but decisions are, are, you know, everybody feels like they have the right to, to participate in decisions that are made between the couple where I feel like, I mean, I've never been married in another culture, so I don't know. I didn't experience that, but let me give you an example. For example, my, my brother-in-law's wife has some health issues and um in order when she's gone to the doctor afterwards she tells the whole family that my my husband is one of 11 siblings so she she kind of shares what the doctor um told her with everybody and then as a family they kind of decide what should be done next Mm -hmm. where personally I would say it would be between the husband and the wife and then this is they would share (laughs) what's going to happen after the decision has already been made Mm -hmm. but in the culture that I live in everybody participates and that's normal and that's one of my struggles (laughs) yeah 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 and a third um difference that I see in cultural is is just kind of in so in one ways you kind of go back in time for example mm-hmm. agriculture um my husband is a farmer and he doesn't use a tractor he doesn't use um you know modern equipment he has a horse and a plow that you pull behind it and um to plant the seeds it's not with a tractor it's with a it's called a chusa which is a long stick that has a metal point on it (laughs) and and you stick it in the ground and then you throw three or four or five seeds in that hole and cover it up and you walk through the entire field 
planting. Wow. Um, so it's kind of going back in time. Yeah, <laughs> it really um, is. Donkeys and horses are are not pets. They're necessary for mm-hmm. <laughs> for work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So those are kind of some of the cultural differences that I can think of. You know, um, Becky and I recently did an um, episode on some of the things that we saw on mission trips. And we were talking about the houses up at Arrayan, not at Arrayan, sorry, the houses up at one of the Huichol communities and how it has that high threshold and is like stepping over a little wall into the house. And right. our guess was it was to keep out the critters. But you contacted <laughs> us after that and said what it was really for. So set us straight. Linda. Right. Uh, what I've learned is people think that I'm crazy because my house, I actually have some luxuries like the very first and only that I know of indoor bathroom. Wow. <laughs> is, is at my house. Um, and my threshold is flat and people think I'm crazy because what that little wall is for is to keep the rain out and water out of your house during the rainy season. So do you have rain and do you get rain in your house or I mean, I have had flooding in my house twice when we have been in the center of huge hurricanes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, but other than that, we have a slight increase into our house, which my husband has built, which I think mm-hmm. on that episode you talked about, you know, it's all Adobe bricks that he made by hand and then stuck together. And I have the luxury that we decided to invest a little bit in it and not stick the Adobe bricks together with mud. We did it with concrete. Um, but people I mean a lot of luxuries people look at my house and say you know I have the American house (laughs) wow um but yeah wow well we're just fascinated (laughs) by your life and your lifestyle tell us some of the things that have been great about your life your life your 13 years in Arayan my 13 years in Arayan you know I love it because you know, it's it's a simple life, you know, it's, um, I mean, you still have worries and everything, but things are, are simplified, mm-hmm. and and I love that about my life, um, and I, like I said at the beginning, I, I, I love the Mexican culture, mm-hmm. and so it's definitely the Mexican culture, though at the same time, <laughs> that can be some of the hardest things. Mm-hmm is the differences in culture and and I think another one of the most difficult things is being so far from friends and family mm-hmm. um, because you know with with COVID and everything it, it's been four years since I've been with my mom wow. mm-hmm. um, three yeah. years since I saw my mom because she came and we met in Mazatlan actually with Allison and Becky mm-hmm. um, and um, but it's been four years since I've been home and seen my siblings and nieces and nephews and everybody. So what have you learned about God since you've, since living in Arrayan on the mission field there? Wow. What have I learned about God? 
without God. What haven't you learned about God? Yeah. Oh my gosh, you've been in like a crucible of learning. I know. Thing. I I think it all boils down to with without God, it's not possible because mm-hmm. I love my husband. I love my children i love the mexican culture but honestly without god there would have been several times when i would have thrown in the towel and said i'm done Mm -hmm. and and i'm done Uh (laughs) but in those times god has met me and and his word is so precious and Mm -hmm. when you don't have the communication because for a long time, we now have internet where we live, um, but a lot of time, a long time, I, I would have to hike up the mountain and a breakup phone, you know, phone call that if the wind picked up, it would break up and I'd lose signal and wouldn't be able to talk to anybody else besides God. Mm-hmm. And so, and when the problem's with my husband, he's the one I want to strangle at the moment (laughs) Uh, I wouldn't talk to him (laughs) so so God is the only other one I could look to Mm -hmm. and so without him I don't know where it would be (laughs) yeah gosh God is so faithful he is really is is. well Linda we we really admire you so much we love you so much but we also are just amazed at your moving into a different culture and loving the culture and and staying even though it's hard and mm. you know some of the things that you live just seem overwhelmingly hard to me um we didn't even mention really how much adding four children on top <laughs> of all that really adds to your day and your life but gosh you have our admiration, mm-hmm. um, and we love you. We um, say all the time on this podcast, love crosses cultures, and mm-hmm. I've been thinking while you've been talking today, I, I was wondering what your opinion is of that. Love definitely crosses cultures, and that's a beautiful saying, <laughs> and it's so true. It's so true. Love, love is what makes it all go together mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah love crosses cultures even in the middle of nowhere mexico it's <laughs> <laughs> true well linda thanks for being here with us today thanks for having me and we'll talk to you next time if you like what you listen to please subscribe you can also find us on instagram at two american peas in a mexican pod Look for a new podcast to release every other Monday. And remember, love crosses cultures.